Welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. Today, I'm going to be reading from William Cooper's book, Behold a Pale Horse, specifically chapter 15, entitled Protocols of the Wise Men of Zion. Now, this was written by a man named Sir Guy Nihilus, and he was writing to the elders of Zion. Now, at the, at the time, they were called the elders of Zion, or as... Um, the men of Zion, but they were the Order of Zion at one point, the Priory of Zion at another time, and eventually now Zionist bankers of the day, as far as we know. So we know like Zion, the term Zion has been moved around a lot, okay? But it says here that the protocols of Zion were referred to in the late 1700s. The first copy available to the public surfaced in the early 1800s. Every aspect of this plan to subjugate the world has since become reality, validating the authenticity of conspiracy. So what this is, in essence, is a copy of, or one of, I'm sure they have so many different times and centuries where they've talked about this because they have to hand it out from generation to generation and centuries to centuries, but a copy of a plan written out, okay? Now, the author's note here, it says that um, it is an exact reprint of the original text. But when they did reprint it, they tried to deceive the people by switching out three terms or three words or definitions. So they wanted to make note that as you're reading, you switch out the three terms for their proper or words for their proper meanings. So it says here for clear understanding, the word Zion should be with a Z should be Scion with a S because that's what the original were the order of Scion. And then it says any reference to Jews should be replaced with the word Illuminati and the word Goyim, G-O-Y-I-M, should be replaced with the word cattle. Okay, and cattle or Goyim will be referring to us as a people because apparently the way they talk is we are not like them. It's as if we're vermin. I'm just being honest, or as if we're pests, a, a different species from them completely who would be maybe the human <laughs> who is disgusted with the pests or vermin. So there is a lot to read. And of course, or obviously, I am not going to be reading the whole thing, but I did want to share with you all what a lot or many people I believe would want to finally um, see. As I guess some kind of admittal on their side, whether it was centuries ago or whatever, on, yes, this is exactly what we're doing and why. Were they, or was he, Sergei Nihilus, specifically writing to us, the Goyim Hekanel, he was writing to his audience, which was one of, one of him, one of his members, okay, of the order. So when he's talking, he is very, uh, no filter. Okay, so you can sense the hate of them for um um for the Guayan people. So it, more so, eventually they talk about other things like what they're eventually trying to produce, other than just a one world government, but who they're trying to produce, which we're always saying and referring to is the Antichrist. So these are the things that I'm going to be bringing up. So I'm going to take a short break so I make sure I drink my water and I'm hydrated and my mouth is not too dry, and I'll be right back. Okay, back from break. 
So it says here, starting, that this is the Brightons, which is what it was originally called, translated to the complete text of the notorious Nihilist Protocols of the Wise Men of Zion. Now, I believe it's like 24 protocols. Every protocol is broken down and explained in detail as to what it is that needs to be achieved in order to meet uh, the end goal. Yep, it's 24 in total. So, the first thing I just want to read, just so we understand what he's saying here, is that what I'm about to set forth then is our system from the two points of view, that of ourselves and that of the Goyim. And it says, um, i.e. non-Jews, right? Remember, Jews are supposed to be trans uh, switched for Illuminati, non-Illuminati or non-members uh, of the occult uh, orders on top, pretty much. People are not uh, like us. So let me move on. It says here, the political... I'm skipping a few paragraphs. The political has nothing in common with the moral. The ruler who is governed by the moral is not a skilled politician and is therefore unstable on his throne. He who wishes to rule must have recourse both to cunning and to make-believe. Great national qualities like frankness and honesty are vices in politics, for they bring down rulers from their thrones more effectively and more certainly than most um, than their most powerful enemy. Such qualities must be the attributes of the kingdom of the Goyim cattle, but we must in no wise be guided by them, okay? The Goyim or the cattle. They said, our right lies in force. The word right, quote unquote right, is an abstract thought and proved by nothing. The word means no more than give me what I want in order that thereby I might have a proof that I am stronger than you. Where does right begin? Where does it end? Okay, now let's get down here. Our power in the present tottering condition of all forms of power will be more invincible than any other because it will remain invisible until the moment when it has gained such strength that no cunning can any longer undermine it. Out of temporary evil, we are now compelled to commit the, out of the temporary evil we are now compelled to commit will emerge the good of an unshakable rule which will restore the regular course of the machinery of the natural life brought to naught by liberalism. The result justifies the mean. So it says, let us, however, in our plans, direct our attention not so much to what is good and moral as to what is necessary and useful. In other words, we don't give a, about, <laughs> you know, what is right and what is wrong. Now, they're trying to break it down because this is a speech. They're training up everybody in the mindset where we're going as to any, uh, any person, if they're going to be successful, especially when it comes to politics, because this is politics. What this, the tone of this book is, um, this of Chatee's speech because he was talking to people that was literally in front of him. Somebody must have been a stenographer or something and wrote it down. But with the tone of the gist of this is that there's politics that we know in the world, um, but there's real politics on top. You understand what I'm saying? And these are the people that control the real politics behind a scene. As he said, we are invisible. We are not seen. We do not 
exist. All we are is the puppet masters that to control the puppets that we allow people to see. And the ones that we want the Goyim or the capital to so-called focus on. Okay. And so um, when you're saying that, um, you're saying that whoever then is in control still as a political person would have to be a person who's not soft, would have to be the type of person who doesn't go by morals, which if you're talking about that and comparing it on the lowest levels, at the highest level, if you're, if you're real politics, okay, that means you really don't give up, you know, that means you're really going all out, all is fair and love and war, and you're going to do whatever it needs to be as it needs to end to get to your end result, okay? So it goes on to say here, before us is a plan in which is laid down strategically the line from which we cannot deviate without running the risk of seeing the labor of many centuries brought to naught. Many centuries? Well, let's see. Last time I said in the previous episode, <clears throat> it was a Knights Templar in the prior of Sauron, somewhere around the 11th to 12th century. What was the whole purpose of the Priory of Sion, again, if y'all remember, was supposedly the whole um, obsession of tracing, tracking, and recording the genealogy of the Messiah and the House of David. And for some reason, keeping it wholly secret, the Holy Grail, you know, and then um, employing a military, for some reason they're so holy, some kind of military that they put under the guise of the Knights Templar that supposedly were just uh, keeping pilgrims safe and uh, on travel and making sure it's like the police, well, church police. I not, My church doesn't have a police state. Does yours? If you had it, I'm not even a member of the church, but when I was, where I did not know that the, the church had popo. But either way, they had an army. Dang the police. Okay. And really what they was was um, helping them to guard secrets. And the mo- biggest secret that they had was that they had the, the Holy Grail. So when they say that they have the plan that's laid before them strategically, okay, and they laid it down strategically so that they cannot deviate from the plan, okay, without running the risk of seeing labor of many centuries brought to naught, they're not lying. Let's skip over here where it says, only one trained from childhood for independent rule can have understanding of the words that can be made up of the political alphabet. They're very clear that there's a political alphabet. Whatever it is that we think we know about politics is what they want you to think that you know about politics. But that's not real politics. That's not real politics that they play by. <clears throat> it says here, people left to, us to up left to itself to upstarts from its midst, bring itself to ruin by party dissensions excited by the pursuit of power and honors and disorders arising therefrom. It is possible for the masses of people calmly, no, is it possible for the masses of people calmly and without petty jealousies to form judgments to deal with the affairs of the country, which cannot be mixed up with personal interests. In other words, can you just leave it to the people to do it for themselves without putting their penalty, jealousies, judgments, um, and feelings into it? It says, can they defend themselves from an external foe? It is unthinkable for a plan broken up into as many parts as there are heads in the mob. Okay, and let's move on. It says, it is only with the despotic ruler that plans can be 
elaborated extensively and clearly in such a way to distribute the whole properly among the several parts of the machinery of the state. From this, the conclusion is inevitable that a satisfactory form of government for any country is one that consecrates in the hands of one responsible person. One responsible person. Again, they start off small to build up to the main point that they're going to um, eventually get to. Without an absolute depotism, there can be no existence for civilization, which is carried on not by the masses, but by their guide. Okay? Whosoever that person may be. The mob is a savage and dis- and the mob is a savage and displays its savagery at every opportunity. The moment the mob seizes freedom in its hands, it quickly turns to anarchy, which in itself is the highest degree of savagery. Okay, talk about us. Behold, the alcohol the alcoholized animals be mused with drink. The right to an immoderate use of which comes with freedom. It is not for us and ours to walk that road. You hear, you hear how they talk about this? Behold, the alcoholized animals bemused with drink. The right to an immoderate use of which comes with freedom. Okay, meaning they see freedom leads to too much. Too much freedom, eventually they don't know what to do with it. They get out of control. Okay, you can drink. Maybe start drinking too much. Now look at yourself. Um, it is not for us and our to walk down that road the peoples of the goyim are bemused with alcoholic liquors their youth has grown stupid on classicism and form and from early immortality and form uh, from early immortality mm. yeah, we gonna just drop down here it says our countersign is forced this so that that's what this would this what the goyim would do now our countersign is force and make-believe only force conquers in political affairs, especially if it be concealed in the talents essential to statements. Violence must be the principle and cunning and make-believe the rule for government which do not want to lay down their crowns at the feet of some ages of new power. This evil is the one and only means to attain the end the good now the end the good don't necessarily mean it's good it just means the end is what they want which is their result which of them is good therefore we must not stop at bribery deceit and treachery when they should serve towards an attainment of our end in politics one must know how to seize the property of others without hesitation if by it were secure submission of um sovereignty I want to get that good stuff. But let's get to here. All right, so it says here. Protocol number two. I'm not, I'm not reading all of them, like I said. It is indispensable for our purpose that wars, so far as possible, should not result in territorial gains. War will thus be brought on to economic ground where the nations will not fail to perceive the assistance we give, the strength of our predominance, and this state of things will put both sides at the mercy of our international international agenda. Let's get down here. 
the administrators, now listen to this, the administrators whom we shall choose from among the public with strict regard to their capabilities for servile, servile obedience will not be persons trained in arts or government. Again, they're going to pick people from the public with strict regard to their capacity to be servile obedient. Like you're going to, you have to be a simple Simon, okay? They will not be persons trained in the art of government. Why would they want that when they're trying to pour in a new fake government into you to pacify the people, okay? They know what they really want to do. Real government is on top. They said, and will therefore easily become pawns in our game in the hands of men of learning. So they're going to take them. They're not going to have the knowledge of understanding, but they're going to put them, those little pawns, in the hands of people or men of learning and genius. And those people will be their advisors, specialists that were bred and reared from early childhood to rule the affairs of the whole world. Again, the rule, the affairs of the whole world, not one person in every country. This is not how we're going to get everybody. This is not how we're, uh, we're training you to go out so you could train every leader to be the best leader in the world so they can be number one. Now, this is about eventually getting that one world leader, that Nimrod type Babylonian-esque um, one world ruled, one world leader, one money, one religion. If you even want to call it a religion. So... It says, um, who will be their advisors, specialists, bred and reared from early childhood to rule their affairs of the whole world. As, as is well known to you, these specialists of ours have been drawing to fit them for rule. The information they need from our political plans, from the lessons of history, from the observations made of the events of every moment as it passes, the goyim cattle are not guided. By practical use of unprejudiced history, uh, but by theoretical routine, without any critical regard for consequence or results. Cattle. <laughs> we need not, therefore, take any account of them. Let them amuse themselves until the hour strikes, or lives, or live on hopes for new forms of enterprising pastime, or on the memories of all they had enjoyed. For them that let, for them let. For them, let that play the principal part which we have persuaded them to accept as the dictates of science or theory. It is with this object in view that we are constantly by means of our press arousing a blind confidence in these theories. The intellectuals of the Goyim will puff themselves up with their knowledge and without any logical verification of it, will put into effect all the information available from science, which a gentle specialist have cunningly pieced together for the purpose of educating their minds in the direction that we want. Now, I'm going to read that again a little more slower. It says it right here. <clears throat> the intellectuals of the Goyim, meaning the teachers of the Goyim, will puff themselves up with knowledge without any logical verification. This is exactly when they be talking to you, talking about the world is flat. They talk about the world is round because the diagram said you have no logical, really, explanation. We have logical, at least we're talking about a book. We talk, we have, we, we talk, we, we talk about all the civilizations of the earth. The only thing they have is a NASA. NASA ain't got nothing for you with the pictures on the screen. And you know that the TV... I don't know if you all know this. This is kind of off topic, but 
The reason why they use the television a lot, especially Hollywood, the term Hollywood is more than what it appears to be. Hollywood is a type of wood that comes from a holly tree. And witches, uh, I think even to this day, especially back in the day, the ones that used the wands, there was a certain type of wood that they liked to use and used to, to get the wood from the holly tree. Okay, so what you have there when they talk about Hollywood is that they're saying there are magicians out there. This is the biggest, you know, they're using the biggest, bad, baddest uh, wand, abracadabra. And then when you have these new age TVs, or even when the TV is off back in the day, but even now these days, you, you turn off a TV and you look into it, this screen is blank, but if you're looking right into it and you see your, you can see your reflection back, right? Really, it's as if it's a mirror of a sort. It's kind of as if it's a black mirror, okay? And black mirrors were symbolism for witchcraft as well because um, a lot of illusions or uh, fantasies or sometimes even just, um, I guess you could say hallucinations, but not really hallucinations, but crafty things come through there and then it, it, it programs you. The TV is is programs they call you tv programs for a reason and it's very funny because they use the term program here and they're not using it program as in tv program they're talking it as in every time they send the people in they put them on they, they are putting the a program or the agenda into place so you're getting program 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 as a television program and then when you go to the guide you, you when you don't know what to watch you press guide you go to the guide the guide pulls up everything and what's there channels so now you're going to channel through the guide, through the black mirror that's now activated, what it is you all want to see, okay? Press media is how, if you didn't have a TV, if you didn't have social media, if you didn't have this, yes, you wouldn't know what was going on, but also you wouldn't be so influenced. So many people wouldn't be getting booty shots and, and, and it's fact plastic surgery and all these things everybody wouldn't look alike you know everybody wouldn't look like Beyonce when they was doing the blonde hair all over the place everybody wouldn't look like Kim K kind of thing you everybody wouldn't be sharing a brain you could just look around and just tell everybody's sharing a brain what's new now what's trending what's driving what's and everybody goes running for it and you can't tell me that's all just because and the algorithms you see how we have algorithms now that's just the tip of the iceberg because they have a world algorithm and it talks about it in this book william cooper talks about it in this book and he actually puts into his top secret section of the book the classified documents released that actually shows that this world computer israel has a name and it they the all the leaders because by now they've all been infiltrated all put in everything they know how much gold mining everything the population who's sick how many died from this because they want to know when will be the right time to strike They've been having an algorithm on us for a while now. They're just doing this other stuff for, I guess you could say, merchandise purchase. And they've always just been watching you. That's a little louder. But because I know we're talking about, we're going to get to talking about the press now. So again, they only say it's round because of the diagram. Or nothing, and they got that diagram from who? Or if they say Big Bang Theory. Or if they say uh, um, we evolved from the apes. That's Darwinism. And that's not really logical, because now if that's logical, you would have to follow the logic that when are these apes in the wild and these apes and all the zoos going to turn into us? So what is this? They, these just the ones that just couldn't get right. They just can't transform into humans. Are they still trying to ascend? No, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, that's me kicking a joke back to the ones talking about they got their pineal gland. And they're, are they just they just didn't open their third eye? Are we the one? Well, no, well maybe they op- they didn't open their second eye. We opened our second eye. Okay, give me a five. I almost cursed on you. Give me a break. I don't want you. You know, make it make sense. There was some big explosion 
in the space and that big explosion somehow all the particles scattered around earth scattered around space excuse me and somehow managed to settle and form a perfect world if you take the humans out it's damn near perfect okay it's beautiful it's beautiful the world is big it's beautiful you know but you mean to tell me all of that came from a big... Well, let me see. I, I done shattered glass. I done destroyed a, a lot of things, whether intentionally or unintentionally. And I ain't never seen nothing fall or crumble and land into a perfect... This is logical thinking. I don't... Logical thinking does not follow math. It's common sense. So like it says right here, the intellectuals of the Goyim will puff themselves up with their knowledge and without any logical verification of it, put into effect all the information available from science, which our agentor specialists have cunningly pieced together for the purpose of educating their minds in the direction that we want. Do not suppose for a moment that these statements are empty words. Think carefully on the successes we arranged for Darwinism, Marxism, Nietzscheism, to us Jews, again, it's supposed to be translated Illuminati, to us Illuminati, at any rate, it should be plain to see what a disintegrating importance, what a disintegrating importance it disintegrates, integrated importance those directors have had upon the minds of the Goyim. It's working what we're doing. Darwin's father and Darwin's family was very incestuous, okay? Darwin's uh, family was into the occult big time. And Darwin's father was into a secret society, which they put him in place. They published certain people's works for a reason, is what I'm trying to say. Because this began that other age movement where you started to start wondering more, okay? Now we're going to move on. It says here, it is indispensable. Let me see if I need to read this. No. It says, all right, present power. In the hands of the states of today, there is a great force that creates the movement of thought in the people. And that is the press. That part played by the press is to keep pointing out requirements supposed to be ind indispensable. To give voice to the complaints of the people, to express and to create discontent. It is in the press that the triumph of freedom and speech finds its incarnation. But the Goyim cattle, the Goyim states have not known how to make use of this force and it has fallen into our hands. And this is in 1700s when they said with full confidence here that they had control of not only the opinions of the people, but the press. The way they didn't know how to control it then, so they just decided from a long time ago to just take full control of it. It says, through the press, we have gained the power to influence the remaining, um, while, while we have gained the power to influence while remaining ourselves in the shade. Thanks to the press, we have got the gold in our hands, notwithstanding that we have had to gather it out of oceans of blood and tears. But it has paid us, though we have sacrificed many of our people. Each victim on our side is worth, in the sight of God, a thousand goyim. When they talk about God, I don't think for a second they're talking about the one true God. So that today might tell you that our goal is not only a few steps off, there remains a few small space 
to cross and the whole long path we have trodden is ready to close its cycle of the symbolic snake which by we symbolize our people with this ring closed all the states of europe will be locked in its coil within its powerful vice now it says here the constitution scales of these days any constitution anyone set up anywhere will shortly break down for we have established them with a certain lack of accurate balance of order that they may oscillate incessantly until they wear through the pivot on which they turn the goyim are under the impression that they have wielded them sufficiently strong and they have altogether kept on expecting that the scales would come to an equi equilibrium and but that's not going to happen now i'm going to jump down to uh the plan to exterminate <laughs> It says, all these so-called people's rights can only exist in the idea in which can never be realized in practical life. So, so-called people's rights can only exist as an idea, an idea which can never be realized in practical life. It says, what is it to the protaliate laborer bowed double over his in his heavy toil, crushed in his lot in life, if talkers get to talking the right babble? If journalists get to the right scribble, any nonsense side by side with good stuff, once the proletariat has no profit out of the Constitution, save those pitiful crumbs, meaning those things in the news, or he said those pitiful crumbs that we fling at them from our table, in return for their voting in favor of what we dictate, in favor of the men we place in power, the servants of our agenda. In other words, you won't... What a what is this the Truman Show? Oh, hello, hello, someone. I've been felt like that. It says Republican. Okay, we're gonna just the plan to exterminate. Okay, it says we appear on the scene as alleged. <laughs> they don't have. They remember what did he say over here about politics? You have to have cunning and ability to make believe. They all just a smile in your face. Ah, we appear on the scene as alleged saviors. Of the worker from this oppression, we then we then propose to him to enter the ranks of our fighting forces, socialists, anarchists, communists. Because you're angry, you need somewhere to go. You know you have all these divisions. So we we try to propose them going to one of these groups, to whom we always give support in accordance with an alleged brotherly rule. Okay, we with listen, we always give support in accordance which it with an alleged, alleged alleged brotherly rule so it's a false sense of brotherly rule um of the solidarity of humanity but basically it's of their social masonry it's just mind games now it says there was a time where the aristocracy which enjoyed by law the labor of the workers was interested in seeing that the workers were well fed healthy and strong we, on the other hand, it says, is interested in the opposite. We are interested in the diminution, the killing out of the goyim. Our power is in the chronic shortness of food and physical weakness of the worker because by all that this implies, he is made the slave of our will. And he will not find it in his own authorities, either in strength or energy, to set against our will. Hunger creates the right 
of capital to rule the worker more surely than it was given to the aristocracy by the legal authority of kings. So it says, by want and envy and hatred, which it engenders, we shall move mobs with their hands and we shall wipe out all those who hinder us on our way. When the hour strikes for our sovereign Lord of all the world to be crowned, it is these same hands which will sweep away everything that might be a hindrance thereto. So I'm going back that up read it again. When the hour strikes for our sovereign Lord of all the world, they're not talking about the Messiah, the true Christ. They're talking about the Antichrist. And he is crowned. It is these same hands which will sweep away everything that might be a hindrance here too. They said the Goyim have lost their habit of thinking unless prompted by the suggestion of our specialist. They're, we're not trained to think. We're not trained. We don't have a thought of our own. <laughs> it's got to be the biggest joke of all time. But you have to understand there's always been a sense of control. How free can you possibly be? You know, you're not as free as you think. I don't care how much you make. You're, you're, still, you're still cattle. You're still Goyim in their eye. And Goyim might as well have been. I wonder if they could draw us what they what we look like. We must be so hideous to them. The Goyim. <laughs> the Goyim have lost their ability, their, their habit of thinking, unless prompted by the suggestions of our specialists. Therefore, they do not see the urgent necessity of what we, when our kingdom comes, shall adopt as once, namely this, namely this, that it is essential to teach in national schools one simple true piece of knowledge. And I think he goes on to basically say that there's, they're going to eventually want to teach everybody that, that there's no sense of, of, of true equality. Now, I want to get to it. I'm just going to skip down to where it says here. Ever since that time, we have been leading the people from one disenchantment to the other, so that in the end, they should also turn from us in favor of that king despot of the blood of Zion, who we are preparing for the world. Let me go back and read it again. It was something he was talking about before that is not that important. He was talking about, matter of fact, uh, the, he said the French Revolution, to which we who gave the name the uh, the name Great, the Great French Revolution, the secrets of its preparations are well known to us, for it was wholly the work of our hands. Then it says, ever since that time, we have been leading the peoples from one disenchantment to another, just casting a bunch of spells. What you see is what we want you to see, so that in the end, they should turn also from us in favor of that king despot of the blood of Zion, whom we are preparing for the world. We're preparing him. We're preparing him for you. We're preparing him. He's going to be coming in. I told y'all they got to get ready. Forget I told y'all. I'm sorry. It was written in the book. I told you. Like, this is new. Yeah, because I'm the one that put it all together. Congratulations, girl. Moving on. Let's go here. Protocol 4. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. It says, but I'm just going to figure it out here. Mm-hmm. Who and what is in position to, throw, to overthrow an invisible force? 
And this is precisely what our force is, meaning an invisible force. Gentile masonry blindly serves as a screen for us and our objects. But the plan of action of our forces, even its very abiding place, remains for the whole people an unknown mystery. Again, Gentile masonry, meaning the masonry that's on the bottom, the masonry that's your great-great-grandpappy, your grandpappy, your, your father, your uncle, your husband, somebody, you know, what else? Somebody might know your, your friend's father. That is what they're considered Gentile masonry. Blindly, blindly serves as a screen for them and their objects, which is exactly why when Freemasonry, again, is just an order out of many orders under the category of secret societies. We're crying out loud, the KKK is a secret society. There's a bunch of them, but everybody has a different agenda. And even this KKK, I could actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and specifically read that to y'all. I'm sure somebody's interested. Was ascended by one of these uh, 13, the founders was one of these uh, Merovingian, one of these pagan people. Oh, yeah, it was. And actually, the actual initiation oath was taken from one of these oaths, but kind of revised, the one that they kind of have to take. So there's a lot of history with that there, which kind of explains why they hardly ever go to jail, get caught even to this day. And they do march. They have marched recently, I believe, in the past year with, with masks on. So they're not that stupid, but you have to, they was always infiltrated by people who are cops, military, or had some kind of back end. I don't know that they was always people who didn't, have that another day was it was just enough that they were white you understand what i'm trying to say now i'm gonna move on here it just says that um but even freedom might be harmless and have its place in the state economy without injury to the well-being of the people if it rested upon the foundation of faith in god upon the brotherhood of humanity unconnected with the conception of equality, which is ne negative by the very laws of creation, for they have established subordination. With such a faith as this, a people might be governed by a wardship of parishes and would walk contentedly and humbly under the guide hand of a spiritual pastor, submitting to the dispositions of God upon earth. This is the very reason why it is indispensable for us to undermine all faith, to tear out all the minds or to tear out out of all the minds of the Gorium, the very principle of the Godhead and the spirit and to put it in its place or to replace it, I should say, with arithmetical or arithmetical child, arithmetic calculations and material needs so make them stop thinking about god undermine all faith tear out of the minds of the goyim the very principle of the godhead and the spirit and to put in its place arithmetical calculations and material needs this is in order to give the goyim no time to think and take note their minds must be diverted towards industry and trade. Thus, all the nations will be swallowed up in the pursuit of gain and in the race for it will not take note of the command or common foe. But again, in order that freedom may once for all, all disintegrate and ruin. But again, in order that freedom may once for all disintegrate and ruin the communities of the Goyim. 
We must put industry on a speculative basis. The result of this will be what is withdrawn from the land by industry will slip through the hands and pass through speculation. That is to our classes. Everything just come back to us. They also was talking about how in one place they they they, they need you all to be dependent. We need they need us to be dependent on them for food. They're initially they're intentionally starving us out from back then. Same things like there's cattle problems and <laughs> uh the crop problems. Sometimes those things aren't true. Or maybe there's some kind of a import export intro. There's sometimes you're just doing things unintentionally. Okay, we shall create. I'm just jumping around now. This is protocol five. I'm jumping into. We shall create an intensified centralization of government in order to grip in our hands all the forces of the community. We shall regulate mechanically all the actions of the political life of our subjects by new laws. These laws will withdraw one by one all the indulgences and liberties which have been permitted by the Goyism. And our kingdom will be distinguished kingdom, will be distinguished by a deposition of such magnificent proportions. Now, please understand that a, a, dep, a depotism is the exercise of absolute power, especially in a cruel and oppressive way. So when they say, and our kingdom will be, dis, will be distinguished by a depotism, they're saying, our, we're going to stand out. Our kingdom will stand out by the uh, exercise of absolute power, okay, especially in an expressive way, in such a magnificent proportion as to be at any moment and in every place in a position to wipe out any goyim who oppose us by deed or word. Mm. Mm. These laws will withdraw one by one all the indulgences and liberties which have been permitted by the Goyim. In our kingdom will be distinguished by a depotism, again, exercise of absolute power, especially in a cruel and oppressive way. And they said of such a magnificent proportion as to be at any moment and in every place in a position, and every moment, in every place in the world, in a position to wipe out any goyim who oppose us by deed or word. You, these people who got power and they got flex and they've been working on it for centuries. They are planning. This is exactly why I said in the previous episode. By the time he comes in and this new age is coming in, they don't want no godly people there. They are going to be putting them into FEMA camps and killing them all. It said wipe out. They don't. I just told you, even in a political sense, they don't have no heart. <laughs> And that's on the basic level. So on the upper level, they is ruthless. They are, we have, the time is coming. We're here now. We're finally at the showdown. Kill them. What are you waiting for? I'm out of here. The revelation is very clear. In those days, I guess you would say it wouldn't be, it would be the days of um, while he's reigning, the ones who don't get the mark of the beast, you know, they will die because they're not going to buy down to receive the mark. And they're going to be considered the martyrs of the day. Of those at that time, there's always a martyr. You know, whenever there's an attack on God's people, it's going to be a massive attack. <sighs> like I said, some people are going to be so scared that even if they know what the truth is, they probably just going to get along, get along, because they don't want to be hungry or they got small children. You don't know what's going to happen. Now, where the heck was I? And right, let's read this. For a time, perhaps we might be successfully 
dealt with a coalition of the goyim of all the world. Again, they always talk about this world thing. And you don't hear them talking about, we're going to do this over Italy. We're going to do this over Spain. They talk about nations. They talk about, um, throughout this, they talk about internations. They talk about um, the world and a leader of the world. So as for a time, perhaps we might be successfully dealt with by coalition of the goyim of all the world. But from this danger, we are secured by the discord existing among them whose roots are so deeply seated that they can never now be plucked up. We have set one against another the personal and national reckonings of the goyim, religious and race hatreds, which we have fostered into huge growth in the course of the past 20 centuries. This is the reason why there is not one state which would anywhere receive support if it were to raise its arm, for every one of them must bear in mind that any agreement against us would be unprofitable to itself. We are too strong. There is no ending. There is no evading our power. The nations cannot come to even an inconsiderable private agreement without our secretly having a hand in it. Okay, so we know everything. Even if they want to, we would know. Okay. So it says, per me reges regnant, translated, it is through me that kings reign. It says, and it was said by the prophets that we were chosen by God himself to rule over the whole earth. God has endowed us with genius that we may be equal to our task. Uh, a little later on, it says, nowadays it's more important to disarm the people than to lead them to war. It says the second requisite for the success of our government is compromising compromised in the following to multiply to such an extent national failings, habits, passions, conditions of civil life that it will be impossible for anyone to know where he is in the resulting chaos so that the people in consequence will fail to understand one another. This measure will also serve us in another way namely to sow discord in all parties, to dislocate all collective forces which are still unwilling to submit to us, and to discourage any kind of personal initiative which might in any degree hinder our affair. There is nothing more dangerous than personal initiative. If it has genius behind it, such initiative can do more than can be done by millions of people among whom have sown discord. We must so direct the education of the Goyim communities that whenever they come upon a matter requiring initiative, they drop their hands in despairing impotence, okay? The strain which results from freedom of action saps the forces when it meets with the freedom of another. It says, from this collision arise grave moral shocks, disenchantments, and failures. By all these means, we shall so wear down the goyim that they will be compelled to offer us international international power of a nature that by its position will be will enable us without any violence gradually to absorb all the state forces of the world and to form a super government. Okay. In the place of the rulers of today, we shall set up a bogey 
which will be called the Super Government Administration. Its hands will reach out in all directions like nippers, and its organization will be such colossal dimensions that it cannot fail to subdue all the nations of the world. Which to me sounds like the UN of today, because remember this was written in 1700, but they said they were going to call the, they want a super government, that's the plan, but they want to, in place of rulers of today, they want to set up a bogey, which will be called the super government administration. Its hands will reach out in all directions like nippers, and its organization will be of such colossal dimensions that it cannot fail to subdue the nation's of the world. So let's talk about how they're going to soon establish um, huge monopolies, reservoirs of colossal riches upon which even large um, fortunes of the Goyams will depend. You see, they they put, this is a system. Let me, let me see. Let let me see. I guess y'all just, let me play along. Just like Bing Bang Boom Theory, we, we, we was here. And just like we're the smart apes or our ancestors were that managed to get to the second eye, we just still haven't opened our third. <laughs> hey, oh, hold on, I got to take a break. Yeah, so the same way that all that stuff just happened to fall into place, the same way you all think the system just so perfectly fell into place where we're all just oppressing any but a few people, that was, that's not an accident and that's not something... That happened overnight, okay? And as we can see, even just kind of peeking in, reading this, uh, even they understand that all of that, all that work, all that obsession to control the world or to put things in place and only let certain people in higher, higher positions know and other people's pawns and where to put who and who to kill when they talk too much, that's a lot of work. And all of that is to be done just to, pr- to produce something. That's not just a, yes, wicked in nature. You could just hear it in their hearts how they talk. We're not even, hum- they're not even humanitarians. You, you know, you wonder how there's not enough food in the world, even though there's so much crops, this world so big. You know, why they don't teach people to just grow their own crops? In my state, you can't even grow. They stop people from growing things. I think now if you want to farm, you got to go through them. You know, it's, it's, it's just what it is. You can't be, they don't want you to de- to be living off the land. See, when we used to live off the land, we didn't need to depend on them as much. We don't live off the land anymore. Actually, if you tell somebody today to grab out their house and they to go live off the land, that's crazy. Some people don't know how to kill a chicken and, and, and cook it. I'm just being honest. Sure, there's people that have hunted before. A lot of people don't know how to fish. Some do. You, you're talking about a vegetable. Well, what happens when winter comes and the ground can't give up nothing? What am I going to eat now? <laughs> Nuts and berries off these trees and bushes. <laughs> Learning how to survive is a big deal. And we were, we're not taught to be survivors. We're taught to be dependent. You know? You want to learn to fish, you got to learn that on your own. If you if you got that kind of background, you live down south or, you know, you live in an island, you know what I'm trying to say. And that's, that's, that's something that you got. They're not going to just put it in school. Here, how to fish so you never go hungry again. No. You're hungry, come to us. And we're raising the prices every single day. And no, we're not raising the prices on your checks. I just get so off topic when I'll be having on these rants. But yeah, so it's the super government supposed to be like the UN or the super government administration. They want to make all the money so you could you pretty much depend on them and get all the gold. They've done that. Okay, then it says, in every possible way, we must develop the significance of our super government by representing it as the prosecutor and benefactor of all those who voluntarily submit to us 
they said the aristoc the, uh, the the aristocracy aristocracy and my goodness of the goyim as a political force is dead we need not take it into account but as landed proprietors they can still be harmful to us from the fact that they are self-sufficing in the resources upon which they live it is essential therefore for us that at whatever cost to deprive them of their land this object listen in, in i think in, in the united states it ain't a few states you can own land you can own land in um you can own farmland. Don't get it twisted, like in New York. But like on the land that you actually have your house on, that's not a lot of places you could do that. Gone are the days of terror and gone with the wind. And that's what um, excuse me, that's what um, I think uh, Scarlet Father was trying to tell about Tara. Like land is everything, you know. Like land is everything. You have land. You have land. You could build on land. If you was even new a contractor. Who's in your family who just get some good wood? They could just put a little shit on there for you just to start. You know, land. So they want to take it off the land. It says this object will be best attained by increasing the burdens upon land property, whether it's taxes or whatever, in loading lands with debts. These measures will check land holding and keep it in a state of humble and unconditional submission. Said the aristocrats of the Goyim being hereditary and capable of contenting themselves with little because they're not going to be used to it will rapidly burn up and fizzle. And of course, I'm sure you have to turn around. So now it says to compete, to complete the ruin of the industry of the Goyim, <laughs> to complete the ruin, we shall bring to the assistance of speculation the luxury which we have developed among the Goyim. That greedy demand for luxury, which is swallowing up everything, we shall raise the rate of wages, however, will not bring any advantage to the worker. For at the same time, we shall produce a rise in prices of the first necessities or the first necessaries of life, alleging that it arises from the decline of agriculture and cattle breeding. We shall further undermine artfully and deeply sources of production by accustoming the workers to anarchy and to drunkenness and side by side, therewith taking all measure to extirpate from the face of the earth all the educated forces of the goyim. In order that the true meaning of things may not... Oh, my goodness. I just want to smack the heck out of them. Let's see now. I want to get to... Let me get to this before I... Because I, if I had to break this down in part two, I would like to get this out of the way. Oh, my goodness. There's so much here. They just was talking. It says, our government will have the appearance of a patriarchal paternal guardianship on the part of our ruler. Our own nation and our subjects will discern in his person a father caring for their every need, their every act, their every interrelation as subjects with one another, as well as their relations to the ruler. They will then be so thoroughly imbued with the thought that it is impossible for them to dispense with this wardship and guidance if they wish to live in peace and quiet, that they will acknowledge the autocracy 
of our ruler with a devotion bordering on apotheosis, especially when they are convinced that those whom we set up do not put their own in place of his authority, but only blindly execute his dictates. They will be they will be rejoiced that we have regulated everything in their lives. <laughs> they will be re- do you see that we're so sticky. They will be rejoiced that we have regulated everything in their lives as is done by wise parents who desire to train their children in the cause of duty and submission for the peoples of the world in regard to their secrets of our polity are ever though the ages only children under age precisely are also their governments okay it says when the king of israel sets upon his sacred head the crown offered him by europe he will become patriarch of the world the indispensable victims offered by him in consequence of their suitability will never reach the number of victims offered in the course of centuries by the mania of magnificence and emulation between goy governments dang they done they done chopped us down to goy now they ain't even goyim our king will be in constant communion with the people making to them from the tribune speeches which fame will in that same hour distribute all the world I got more to read. Like here. Meantime, however, until we come into our kingdom, we shall act in the contrary way. We shall create and multiply free Masonic lodges in all countries of the world, absorb into them all who may become or who are prominently in public activity. For in these lodges, we shall find our principal intelligence office and means of influence. All these lodges we shall bring under one central administration, known to us alone and to all others absolutely unknown, which will be comprised of our learned elders. The lodges will have their representatives who will serve to screen the above-mentioned administrators of masonry and from whom will issue the watchword and program. Again, everything has a program like a script. (laughs) Might as well call it a script. In these lodges, we shall tie together the knot which binds together all revolutionary liberal elements. Now, uh, it says their their composition will be made up of all strata of society. The most secret political plots will be known to us and will fall under our guiding hands on the very day of their conception. Among the members of of these lodges will be, most of all, the agents of international and national police, since their service is for us irreplaceable in the respect that the police is in position not only to use its own particular measures with the insubordinate, but also to screen our activities and provide pretexts for discontent, etc., 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 etc. The Goyim enter lodges out of curiosity or in hope by their means to get a nibble of the public pie. And some of them, in order to obtain a hearing before the public for their impractic- impracticable 
and groundless fantasies. They thirst for the emotion of success and applause, of which we are remarkably generous. Boy, I told y'all. And the reason why we give them the success is to make use of the high conceit of themselves to which it gives birth. For that insensibly disposes them to assimilate our suggestions without being on their guard against them in the fullness of their confidence that is their own infallibility, which is giving utterance to their own thoughts and that it is impossible for them to borrow those of others. You cannot imagine to what extent the wisest of the goyim can be brought to a state of unconscious naivete in the presence of this condition of high conceit of themselves and at the same time how easy it is to take the heart out of them by the slightest ill success though it be nothing more than the stoppage of the applause they had and to reduce them to a slavish submission for the sake of winning a renewal of success and that's all mostly what it is and of course the fact that they play a role as if you see them you see that's what they're doing you hear anything over here about oh i heard that the masonry is and no um that's not true at all my father's one my grandfather's one they don't do anything like that just go and come home mind their business heck my grandfather's even in a church in the mason there's a lot of mason black masons in the church especially the baptist churches i'm saying about because i'm talking about baptist churches a lot of them deaconesses is Okay, we don't know how high up deacons, I should say, but they have masonry for women as well. Yes, I know there was something else I wanted to read. It really is a lot. Mm. 4.14. When we come into our kingdom, it will be undesirable for us that we should uh, exist. It should be undesirable for us that there should exist any other religion than ours of the one God with whom our destiny is bound up by our position as chosen people as through whom our same destinies is untied or united with the destinies of the world. So as you see here, when they come into our their kingdom, they call it our kingdom, it will be undesirable for us that there should exist any other religion which is why they're going to either i feel a lot of religions will probably be able to take to dissolve a lot of people that claim that they are what they are these days and not a lot of people even follow what they claim they believe what i mean by that is you have people who believe in islam worship islam and then they have times where they're supposed to be doing a fast and like during the months of Ramadan, you know, Ramadan and all of that. And you'll, you'll catch them. I'm not talking about the ones that have to eat for blood sugar problems or their health reasons. I'm talking about ones that, that they say they're devout, but then when real things come around, they're not doing it. And I guess we could all nitpick. We all nitpick and take everybody's inventory depending on what their belief system is about how much we're doing, how much we're not doing. But it's not everybody sitting down with their book or whatever and actually do it. Some people just say they're this by clout. Like, I'm a this, I'm a that. Some people, especially some black Muslims, became men, became Muslims because they wanted the beard. They just wanted to grow a beard and just have that look that some of them have. That's not really, you know, following and practicing and what you're doing. So I feel like when that time comes, it's a lot of people that's going to be able. They're already falling away. They're already 
on the wayside, wide as the gate, and many are already traveling down it. But there will be what will seem like a small percentage, but in a population, it will be a large number of people that's still going to be for the one true God. They're going to hate them more than anybody else. <laughs> that's the last words they're going to want to be hearing. So it says, we must therefore sweep away all other forms of belief. It gives birth to the atheists whom we see today. It will not it will not, being only a traditional stage, interfere with our views, but will serve as a warning for those generations which will hearken to our preaching of the religion of Moses. That by its stable and thoroughly elaborated system has brought all the peoples of the world into uh, subjecting to us. That's what they're going to teach. Okay, It says, therein we shall emphasize its mythical right on which we shall say all its educative power is based. It says then at the very then at every possible opportunity we shall publish articles in which we shall make comparisons between our beneficent rule and those of past ages. The blessings of tranquility, though it be a tranquility forcibly brought about by centuries of agitation, will throw into higher relief the benefits to which we shall point. Like a presentation in a slideshow. Exhibit A, this is what you should first. Exhibit B, come to this side. Exhibit C, sell your soul. Sell your soul. Why haven't you sold your soul? I'm good. The errors of the Goyim governments will be depicted by us in the most vivid hues. They're going to put this is the this is the moment they've been waiting for. They are probably as we speak speak every day they're adding stuff to the slide they're trying to figure out if they're going to make it a project bluey thing and just beam it in the sky if they're just going to make it something we can all watch on our mobile devices or what <laughs> you know what I'm saying but the errors of the going governments will be depicted by us in the most vivid use this is them building their case as if they are prosecution in a trial sweetheart or persuasive speech in a speech class trying to persuade you to come onto the side, they're going to make it very compelling and very compelling. Dang, they're really going to sell it. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. With the vivid hues. Mm, mm, mm. We shall implant such an abhorrence of them, make them abhor make the people abhor those past civilizations and governments that the people will preferably or will prefer tranquility in a state of serfdom to those rights of wanted freedom which have tortured humanity and existed the very and exhausted the very resources of human existence sources which have been exploited by a mom of rascally adventurers who know not what they say or do okay It says, um, useless changes of forms of government to which we instigated the Goyim when we were undermining their state structures will have so wearied them. By the time we do all this, it will so weary the people that they will prefer to suffer anything under us rather than run the risk of enduring again all the agitations and uh, miseries they have gone through. This is why they say now. If you look, it's as if when the water's boiling before it gets ready for you, before it boils, you know, you're always waiting for the water to get to the right temperature so it could boil so you could cook whatever you're trying to cook. They are turning the heat up. The devil's turning the heat up. They're running out of time. 
It's getting bad everywhere. It's, even now, it's never been, it's always been getting bad. You know, that, that's the thing. You, you, you can say that every year, but in a short amount of time, it's getting bad fast. And I really can't understand what's going to happen soon. And now I'm hearing in Illinois, they don't uh, pass a law that's like the new purge, which is scary for Illinois, especially a city like Chicago, which already got too much gun violence. And, and um, I guess you could say gang violence there already. Purge was already as scary as a movie. We don't need, that's just where they just started over there. That's just how they did gay marriage here, gay marriage there. And then, you know, they're doing Roe versus here, Roe versus way there. Then they legalize something here, like marijuana. And it always just starts in one place. And so from now on, you can't hardly call the police for anything they're saying over there. Uh, and it, at some point, the laws are going to change, I think, by the new year. And if somebody's staying on your property or you find somebody in their house and you come home and you call the police, they don't, they don't have no rights to come take that person out your house. They said it's for you to figure out how you want to get that person out your house. I guess the lawful way. If somebody's just, forget uh, squatting, but like just in your shed. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can't call for no more. And a lot of things that would have been a felony, anything going to be nothing but a slap or a wrist or a night in jail or a misdemeanor. And it sounds like not a big deal, but that creates a terrifying environment for the entire state of Illinois. And I don't know what's going to happen. I hope they don't never bring that to New York. Could you imagine? And now we're going to go here that they don't want to go through none of the miseries that they went through before. Okay, then it says here, the whole force of our principles and methods will lie in the fact that we shall present them and expound them as a splendid contrast to the dead and decomposed old order of things in social life. Our philosophers will discuss all the shortcomings of the various beliefs of the Goyim, but no one will ever bring under discussion. They put this in caps. But no one will ever bring under discussion our faith from its true point of view, since this will be fully learned by none save ours, who will never dare to betray its secrets. Hmm. This is in countries known as progressive and enlightened, we have created senseless, filthy, abominable literature. They're filling it up with everything. This is a very well-educated plan. They said, when we at last definitely come into our kingdom by the aid of coup d'etat or some kind of FEMA. Coup, that's how they talked back then. Coup is still a real thing, though, in governments and military. But this is 1700. By the aid of coup, or really you could say military, military police. That's what they're going to be, MPs. Um, coming and kicking the door in after they disarmed you. You killed off enough of us because it's easier to control 10 dogs than it is 100. Uh, easy to, to take you out with their literally army weapons that are automatics and stuff when you're disarmed. And they're going to put you in FEMA camps, which is pretty much your modern-day uh, what do you call it? Walmart, Costco's, and they probably got some underground as well. And it says, after they come into the kingdom by the aid of coup d'etat, prepared everywhere for one and the same day. Did you hear that? The coup d'etat will be prepared everywhere for one and the same day after the worthlessness of all existing forms of government have definitely acknowledged and with not little time will pass before that comes about. We shall make it our task to see 
that against us such things as plots shall no longer exist. With this purpose, we shall slay without mercy all who take arms in hand to oppose our coming into the kingdom. Every kind of new institution of anything like a secret society will also be punished with death. Those of them which are now in existence are known to us, serve us, and have served us. We shall disband and send into exile to continents far removed from Europe. In this way, we shall proceed with those Goy Masons who knew too much. Such of those as we may for some reason spare will be kept in constant fear of exile. We shall promulgate a law making all former members of secret societies liable to exile from Europe as the center of our rule. The resolutions of our government will be final without appeal. Now it says here. Yeah, I read that already. I read about the going entering the lodge. Now let's get over here. Before I run out of time. Let's get here. How about it says here, the protocol 17 is going to skip down here where it says the king of the Jews will be the real pope of the universe, the patriarch of an international church. The king of the Jews is not the real messiah. He's going to be the fake king of the Jews, but that's going to be his title. He's going to go right through Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, this is why the Rothschilds built up Jerusalem. The Jerusalem of the day is not what you would call certain parts is not accurate. And the Orthodox Jews, the ultra-Orthodox Jews of the time, with Palestine and stuff, not, not the Palestinians, but I'm talking about that area, they will not fight in the army, nor will they join the fight that supposedly is supposed to be the fight for the Holy Land because they know for a fact that the Jews are not the real Jews. Okay, These are the ultra-Orthodox Jews that understand what happened, live there, know their history from their ancestors, and know the history of what happened in the land. That's a fake... You know why they got control over Jerusalem, too, is because they're going to have control over the one who gets to the day that they point to go sit in the chair to usher in. It says um, he will be the real pope of the universe, the patriarch of an international church. It says our kingdom will be an apologia of the divinity of Vishnu. In whom is found the personification in our hundred hands will be one in each the springs of the machinery of social life. We shall see everything without the aid of official police, which in that scope of rights, which we elaborated for the use of the Goyim, hinders governments from seeing. In our program, one third of our subjects will keep the rest under observation. One third of them. Hmm. Yes, the number sounds familiar. I know there was more. I'll have to come back to this. Hmm. I just wanted to really give you all. Some some probably even know this existed. And I didn't. The Supreme Lord. Let's hear and talk about the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord, who will replace all now existing rulers dragging on their existence among society, demoralized by us, 
societies that have denied even the authority of God from whose mist breaks out on all sides of fire of anarchy must first of all proceed to quench this all-devouring flame. So the Supreme Lord is going to have to, uh, I mean, the Supreme Lord will have to quench a flame. Therefore, he will be obliged to kill off those existing societies, though he should drench them with his own blood, that he may resurrect them again in the form of regularly organized troops fighting consciously with every kind of infection that may cover the body of the state with sores. The chosen one of God is chosen above to demolish the senseless forces moved by instinct and not by reason, by brutishness and not humanness. These forces now triumph in manifestations of robbery of every kind of violence under the mass of principles of freedom and rights. It says they have overthrown all forms of social order to erect on the ruins the throne of the king of Jews. But their part will be played out the moment he enters into his kingdom. Then it will be necessary to sweep them away from his path, I guess those societies, on which must be left not one knot or splinter. Then it will be possible for us to say to the people of the world, give thanks to God and bow the knee before him who bears on the front seal of the predestination the predestination of man to which God himself has led his star that none other but he might free us from all the before mentioned forces of evil again savior of mankind not the real savior of mankind who's going to save you who's supposedly who's going to come save us from this system but this system will act as if the system went away. It's not here anymore. Really, it's under the guise of a new system, okay? With someone who's going to be from the house of David, because that's also mentioned here of the bloodline of David. This vessel entity is going to come in. And like I said, I feel the strongest proof, if, if anybody's alive, to me, it would be the media. It's telling me this is him. And also, uh, just because when y'all all of a sudden care for us to run to God? I know you might have put mega million churches on TV with their little 15 minute sermon <laughs> thinking, come on, we know what you put on TV and what you want them to tell us as far as it's not this kind of stuff. Now, all of a sudden you're going to say, and the same people that was telling us NASA and space, now they're going to turn around within a blink of an eye. But by that time, you have to remember the people are going to be brainwashed. So it's going to be very easy for them to just go along and get along. So it says this, then it would be possible for us to say to the people of the world, Give thanks to God and bow the knee before him who bears on his front seal of the predestination of man to which God himself had led his star. Notice how it says star. A star is the representative of an angel. Okay. And the fallen star is a fallen angel. But as I just think it's interesting, it says his star that none other but he might free us from all the beforehand forces of evils. When meanwhile, he is the very source of it all wow exactly what i was saying in previous episodes to just entrap us all enslave us and hand us over to the master of death himself okay the satan the great dragon great serpent of old now it says i pass now this is protocol 24 
after the last one, I'm going to read from this and I'm going to cut it off from after this and come back another time and talk about this. I pass now to the method of confirming the dynastic roots of King David to the last strata of the earth. It says certain members of the seed of David will prepare the kings and their heirs, selecting not by right of heritage, but by eminent capacities, inducting them into the most secret mysteries of the political into schemes of government, but providing always that none may come to the knowledge of the secrets. The object of this mode of action is that all may know that government cannot be entrusted to those who have not been inducted into the secret places of its arts. Um, I'm going to skip down here where it says, Only the king and the three who stand sponsor for him will know what is coming. In the person of the king, who with unbending will is master of himself and of humanity and will discern as it were fate with its mysterious ways. None will know what the king wishes to attain by his dispositions, and therefore none will dare to stand across an unknown path. It is understood that the brain reservoir of the king, they're talking about the one that's going to sit, must correspond in capacity to the plan of the government it has to contain. It is for this reason that he will ascend the throne not otherwise than after examination of his mind by, as for said, learned elders. So they're going to, this is not going to be a regular person. It's going to be, they're just probably going to be making sure that the spirit has jumped into the body of somebody who is of the bloodline of, the, of David. I wouldn't doubt for a shadow or a second that this person will not will be able they will be able to produce probably proof that they're from the house of David. That's how it really probably could be if if needed, you know, even if they had to be just a lie, but it's not. And because that's also that's a prophecy. You can't be the Messiah if you're not. And the Messiah was the root and offspring of David. So why you can't come through no other line? Would you want to say you was a you was a you was a, a Hamite? And no, that's the worst one to be. And Canaanite. The king of the Jews must not be at the mercy of his passions and especially of sensuality. On no side of his character must he give brute instincts of power of his mind. Sensuality worse than all else. This disorganizes the capacities of the mind and clears clearness of the views, distracting the thoughts to the worst and most brutal sides of human activity, which I guess they're saying they don't want to awake his inner monster. So it's very important that he stays on track, which is probably why they're going to examine, like, are you good? You ready? Are you ready? And lastly, it says, the prop of humanity in the person. See, the prop of humanity in the person of the Supreme Lord of all the world, of the Holy Seed of David, must sacrifice to his people all personal inclinations. Our Supreme Lord must be of an exemplary irreproachability, meaning he has to come off as top-notch, perfect, and flawless as the Messiah, even though we know he's pure, down, dirty, and evil inside. All right, y'all. I am going to wrap it up, but I just had to come on here and share that with you all because sometimes we all need to see 
it from every angle. It is not the first time. And this book, Bill Cooper has several documents over the spans of history. Some of them even obtained through when he was military intelligence, which even he said, because he was a member of the Day Malay Society, that he feels to this day that that's the reason why when he went to the army, they specifically chose him for military intelligence or a specific position. Now, uh, that was a smaller version of a secret society. Uh, He didn't join a society afterwards but the fact that they always know who you are and just like fraternities is supposed to help you move up is the same way that it gave him um some leverage there's other times even i think george bush father h bush he mentioned new world order sometimes they just mention it in speeches so orders they have ordered the scion i've mentioned all the order orders in other orders in the previous episode whatever Secret society is just considered an order, and now they're building a new world order. Everywhere you go and look, it all points in the same direction. But that's if you're looking, because if you're looking at what they want you to look at, you're not going to see that. You know, if you were looking where they remove things and tuck things away at, you can clearly see what's going on. So on that note, you guys, I love you. Um, I'll be back soon. Keep reading. I'll see you all next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side.